Whether new shooter, longtime gun owner, or even police officer or soldier, your handgun needs a Crimson Trace laser sight or light. Get the confidence and reliability you need to protect family, home, and country. Crimson Trace. Broadcasting nationwide, this is Tom Gresham's Gun Talk. Your views, advice, and questions are the driving force of Gun Talk. Call Tom now at 866-TALK-GUN. That's one Tom Talk Gun. Or reach out to us via email at tom at guntalk.com. Let us know what you think about the gun-related issues of the day. Now, here's Tom Gresham. Oh, so many things to talk about. I'm so glad that you could be with us. A lot of ways for you to participate in this hour of Gun Talk. You can, of course, just give us a call, 866-TALK-GUN. We'll get you in here. You can shoot me an email, tom at guntalk.com. You can join us over on Twitter. I'm at Gun Talk over there. We have a conversation happening even as we speak. Uh, just a lot of ways for you to get involved. And, you know, the other thing I would ask for you to do, we talk about the True Squad a lot. We're going to have a great True Squad success story in just a second. Right now, you can do something. Actually, I'd ask you to do two things. One is call somebody you know and say, hey, turn on the radio. We're talking about the guns. They're talking about guns. And and it's like good stuff. These are not media people who are bashing gun owners. So spread the word. Call somebody you know. Have them turn on the radio. Of course, we'll have the after show here in just about an hour. You can join us on that as well. The other thing I would ask is to drop a note to your local radio station and say, hey, I appreciate you guys running Gun Talk. That's it. That's all it takes. Just say, hey, appreciate it. I listen. I like it. They need to hear from you. That would be a good thing. Let's see now. Um, do, 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 line four. Let's go pick up John out of uh, Corpus Christi, Texas. Hey, John. Hey, jo- Tom. Uh, my radio station is KKTX. You've been on it live with Jim Lago, uh-huh. and we really appreciate you. Well, good deal. I appreciate the station. I appreciate you guys. What's okay, on your mind? The reason I was, the reason I was calling in, uh, back in the day in the middle 70s, I was an officer in the Navy, and my unit, when we were at our home base, uh, we had a 24-7 uh, guard detail of two sailors. Mm-hmm. And on the wall in their guard shack, we had a case uh, that contained two military 870s. That means a full-length magazine right? loaded with two boxes of double-aught buck uh, in the cabinet and two commando assault rifles with four clips of ammo. Mm -hmm. It had a glass front, and we had a little hammer there. And if the watch squad came under attack or anything happened, uh, they could break the glass, and they were our first responders right there. Mm -hmm. We didn't have to call 911 or the Shore Patrol or the military police or anybody else. Right. what I really think has happened, one of your earlier callers alluded to this, is that the new uh, generals, and maybe even admirals, although I think in the Navy uh, there may be one exception, uh, have uh, have wussified the armed forces uh, to the point where they're not going to listen to what we're calling for, 
which is concealed carry. But uh, this other method uh, is pretty potent. Yeah, I, I understand. Now, of course, my concern would be if I have to call somebody who is next to that uh, locked up those locked up guns, then they have to get them and come to me. If I'm somewhere else, I have to go to and I have to go there. I want a gun that is no further away than on my hip. And I want everybody else to have that also because that's how you stop these guys is you don't have to go for help and you don't have to call for help to come to you. You actually have the help on your body. And that's how you respond quickly. I appreciate the, the lesson there, but I... What my takeaway from that is it's still not with me, and it's not where the attack's taking place. So you still are calling for somebody to go get that. By the way, there's um, an element we should at least address. If you want to be a general or an admiral, you have to get the consent of Congress. If you were a major or a colonel who said we should allow people to carry guns on bases... There's a really good chance that a Nancy Pelosi at all are going to prevent you from becoming a general or an admiral. It's just something for you to be aware of. I just finished reading, by the way, a book about uh, Hap Arnold, the general who created, essentially created the United States Air Force. Only man who was ever a five-star general in two different branches of the military, the Army and the Air Force. Kind of an interesting little thing. We talk about the um, the gun, gun Talk Truth Squad that I created so many years ago now. And the idea that a lie left unchallenged becomes the truth. So we never shrug and just say, well, that's just the way it is. We speak up. We do something. We say something. Well, we're joined right now by Mark Zelen- Zelenskis, I believe it is. He's a Pennsylvania school teacher. Sent us an email. And hey. I said, we've got to have him. Hey, Mark, how are you? Good. How are you, Tom? I am great. Now, is it uh, Zelenskis? Yeah, Zelenskis. You got it right. That's it's okay. a tough one, but uh, right on <laughs> That's okay. And you are in Pennsylvania. You're a teacher there, right? Uh, what grades do you teach? I teach high school. Okay, good deal. Uh, so yeah. you wrote this letter to me and then you included a letter. I mean, rather than me try to explain it, can you com- kind of bake it all down and tell us what happened? Well, yeah, it, uh, you know, basically this has been something that's been a concern of the teacher, you know, that I've had for a number of years and actually took the approach of trying to get a, uh, you know, resource officer in our school. And this was mainly after the Columbine issue. And, uh, you know, that just, you know, school budgets right now, it's very difficult for schools to go ahead and do that. And, uh, I'll listen and I've been a big fan of you for the past number of years. And, uh, Happened to hear a show when Jim Irvine was on and started talking about a program that they implemented in Ohio where basically the... the, uh, Buckeye Firearms. uh, Buckeye Firearms. That that they basically uh, were going to train teachers uh, to, you know, be able to respond to, uh, you know, an active killer in a situation like that. And, uh, you know, what it took first was the legislature to, you know, pass a law to lift the restrictions so that school boards could decide for themselves district by district whether they were going to implement this program. And uh, as you know, Buckeye Firearms uh, does the training for teachers. And uh, so I thought they're doing it in Ohio. I mean, why not do it in Pennsylvania? I mean, we've got to start doing this. And hopefully, you know, all 50 states is, you know, are going to have right. something like this. Okay. So, you know, I took it upon myself just to, you know, I know our state senator very well showed up and uh, asked him if he'd be willing to, 
go ahead and do this. And uh, he thought it was a great idea and, uh, you know, kind of used the Ohio law to model his bill. And right now that legislation is uh, pending. And uh, in the meantime, I approached our school board about the idea. And uh, we have like a committee system in our school district, which is Indiana area high school or Indiana area school district, which is about 50 miles from uh, Pittsburgh, PA. And uh, I brought it up in our, uh, you know, school safety uh, committee meeting, and uh, and uh, it was it was fairly well received. And uh, you know, they actually are going to pay for me to go out and or, or give me three conference days to go out to Ohio to get the training. Uh, and and Buckeye Firearms graciously uh, invited me out to go to one of their training sessions to go through. And well, what you what you did, I want I want people to understand what you did though, because you. This is a pretty big deal to go to a school board, to go to the administration and say, hey, I want, I want us to talk about having armed teachers in schools. But you didn't just go in and say, I think this is a good idea. You actually documented. You said, look, this is what the response time was at Columbine. This is what the response time was at Newtown versus, was it Arapahoe? Yeah, Arapahoe uh, High School in Colorado. Yes, but 80, 80 second response because they had somebody that was armed, you know, that was armed on site. And the difference was one person shot at Arapahoe versus 26 being killed at Newtown. It's, it is simply a matter of time, is it not? It is, and it's a matter of how long do you want to wait. And, 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 and the encouraging thing, you know, Thomas, you know, I, I brought this up a, a, a while ago, and, and, you know, some of our board members were, you know, very concerned about, you know, just the usual things, will, you know, that are missed, you know, what if sure. the teacher loses their temper and that type of stuff. But, you know, as, as, as the whole discussion started unfolding, you know, the, the next meeting he said to me, you know, he always had great concern about doing this. Now I have a great concern about not doing it. And it's, you know, we are the first responders. Wow. We're going to be the ones that are going to be there. And, uh, you know, ultimately they're going to be, and I think, you know, it, you know when, when you look at the situation at Sandy Hook, uh, teachers gave their lives to protect those kids. And, yes. uh, you know, there's not one, you know, uh, police officer or anybody that's going to go confront a, an armed killer with, with, you know, empty hands. And uh, But yet these people went ahead and gave their lives to protect the kids, and teachers are wired to do that. And, you know, all, all, all I want to see, and, all, and they're believing there are at least 10 to 15 people in my high school that are willing to go through this training and even pay for them you know, themselves to just be able to, mm-hmm. be, to, to respond in an appropriate manner and to save lives. What, and I'm not sure exactly how to put this, but something happened somewhere along the way that motivated you to say, I should do this, and I can do this, and now I will do this. What happened that made you actually take take action? Well, you know, it's I, I've been going, you know, and, and like I said, the resource officer approach, and, and to no avail, and, and, and you know, I've had kids go to school. As a matter of fact, I have one of my kids in school right now, my youngest, and uh, I had my other daughter go through school. You know, and I, you know, in the letter I mentioned, you know, our plan right now currently is to get in rooms and shut the doors and wait for the police to get there. You know, and I, and I always bring this up to when I'm discussing it to people in our community, and it's actually going to pick up now this discussion. I think with a lot of people since the letter ran, and mm-hmm. I have gotten a lot of positive response, but. You know, I just try to say, you know, here I am behind this door. I've got two options. I could sit there and wait. And while you're waiting, you're going to hear kids out there in the hallway screaming and yelling and begging for their lives. And 
I just don't think I'm the type of person that's going to sit there and, and, and can listen to that. I, I, I just, I feel, you know, that I'm, I'm going to react. And, uh, you know, but then on the other hand, I know if I go out there, I'm probably it's not going to be a good outcome. I don't, you don't have a chance, really, uh, or a good chance. To, because they, to, they won't let you have the tools. Yeah, they won't let you have the tools that you need to stop the shooter. Absolutely. So it's 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 a really a, a not a good. I mean, it, there's really no good choice to make there in that situation. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, I again, I couldn't. I, I just don't think I could wake up every day, look at myself in the mirror, knowing that I had kids out there that I didn't respond and didn't open the door and and didn't try to do something to stop this person from harming them. And uh, and I think there are a lot of more people out there like this with me. And, and, uh, you know, so I, you know, I say, would you go help your kid? And everybody says yes. And I said, well, why would I not go help somebody else's kid? That's that's it in a nutshell. I'll tell you what, Mark, you get the uh, the Gun Talk Attaboy of the Week award for this one for standing up, being a, a good, proud member of the True Squad. And, man, what a great success. I, keep us posted on it, would you please? I will certainly do, Tom. Thank you so much for having me on. Absolutely. You take care. Well, there it is. Uh, it works. What, what do you have to do? Well, you have to just be willing. You stand up. You say something. You speak up. You get informed. You make a, a, a cogent argument. You just you put the position out there. There are other people who think the same way that you do. That's the other thing. Sometimes they won't talk about it until you do. Somebody's got to break the ice. Maybe you're the one that breaks the ice, that starts the conversation, that actually gets something moving, that gets armed teachers into schools, that saves the lives of children. So tell me, 866-TALK-GUNS, tell me, what are you willing to do? Will you write a letter? Will you speak up? Will you go to a school board meeting? What have you done? What are you willing to do? And maybe today is the day you walk up to the front of the church and you say, let me tell you my story. Well, you know what? You can do that right now. 866-TALK-GUN. We'd love to hear it. In the war on terror. Fighting crime in the streets, in competition, and homes around the world. One name in firearms stands out. Sig Sauer. Our pistols and rifles are renowned for their unfailing performance. This same commitment to excellence can be found in our line of SIGTAC accessories and the training offered by the Sig Sauer Academy. For unmatched quality, reliability, and innovation when it counts, choose Sig Sauer. Visit SigSauer.com today. You may be a new shooter, a longtime gun owner, or even a police officer or soldier. No personal defense handgun is fully equipped without a Crimson Trace laser sight or light. Get the confidence and reliability you need to protect family, home, and country. Call 800-442-2406 or visit CrimsonTrace.com for a free copy of our new laser training video, The Laser's Edge, Crimson Trace. Hi, I'm Michael Bain. You know I hate cleaning guns, so anything that makes that job faster and easier is definitely a plus. And that's where bore tips come in. These reusable, lint-free cleaning swabs make cleaning a breeze. And the tighter-fitting bore tips do a better job on barrels than cotton mops or patches. Hey, it's a dirty job. Let bore tips help. To find a dealer, visit boretips.com. Looking for shooting instruction but don't know where to go? Well, we have it, and you can access hours of training and safety videos, which you can watch on your home computer. 
On GunTalkTV.com, we have top competitive shooters, the best in self-defense trainers, and folks who have hunted all over the world, helping you learn which gun to buy, how to use it, how to store it safely, and everything else you need to be a safe and competent shooter. We also have gun makers showing off their newest rifles, shotguns, and handguns. Doesn't matter if you're a veteran shooter or a complete beginner. You'll find what you need at GunTalkTV.com. You can check it out for free, and you can get full access for only $5.95 a month. That gives you unlimited access to hundreds of videos, and we're adding more all the time. Run the videos over and over to make sure you understand what's being said. Skip around. You're in control. Get smarter, shoot better. Visit GunTalkTV.com. From the blind or the boat, the only ammunition choice for waterfowlers is Black Cloud. Federal premium ammunition uses cutting-edge technology, combining flight stopper steel with premium steel for the ultimate in waterfowl patterns. Black Cloud uses the flight control wad, getting shot to the target faster with increased energy, devastating on ducks and geese. Black Cloud, drop ducks like rain. Want your opinion to make a difference? Log on to our website and take the Gun Talk poll, www.guntalk.com. Now, back to Tom. All right, during the break, uh, Michael's asked me about uh, wanting to get a thigh holster for where carrying a gun where he's hiking, and I don't have any experience with that. Uh, have you used a thigh holster? Do you like a thigh holster? Give me a holler. Let me know. Maybe you can fill us in on that. 866-TALK-GUN. Also, uh, Michael, let's pick that conversation up on the after show. We can actually have that conversation. If you have not, by the way, if you have not checked out the after show, you, you get that by downloading it, of course. Uh, you go to guntalk.com slash listen, or you can pull it down off of iTunes or other forms. We continue the show even after we are off the air. And... Yeah, some of them are pretty interesting conversations. Uh, kind of a round robin of the folks who are in the studio here. Whoever happens to be walking through at the time, you never know. It might be Jasmine. It might be, <laughs> we don't know who's going to be there sometimes. That's all, all fun. Uh, I had a caller, couldn't stay on, and he was asking about a friend of his checking into the hospital. And I think what he was saying was in the admission forms, they're asking about guns. So my question is have you run into that? I. I have heard of doctors asking about that when you go to your doctor's office. I don't know that I've heard anything definitive about hospitals putting that on their admission forms. So if you've run into that with a hospital asking if you own guns, et cetera, et cetera, give me a holler, 866-TALK-GUN. I'd like to know about that one. Line three, Sean's with us in Shreveport, Louisiana, Keel country. Hello, Sean. Yes. How can we help you? Yes, uh, I was wondering, uh, I'm in Louisiana, and we had open carry, mm-hmm. and I'm a recent gun owner, and I'm preparing, you know, if I'm ever involved in a situation, uh, if it goes down, trying to protect somebody, mm-hmm. what do I do if uh, the cops show up? I mean, how do they ah. know if I'm not the bad guy, the good guy? Sure. Well, it, it's, a, it's a question that's usually ca- covered in a concealed carry class. So if you ever take a concealed carry class, they'll talk about that. 
We also cover it a lot in our videos that we have on our website. If you just go to um, YouTube and look for Gun Talk Media, we have a lot of videos about that. But let's talk about this for a second. There really are two things going on here. One is using your gun to help somebody. And two is what do you do when the cops show up? So let's take them in order. I would be extremely careful about using your gun to defend somebody. And my argument goes this way, is there are a great many situations, if you don't know the people involved, like if you know the people involved, that's fine. But if you came up on a situation and it looks like somebody's getting beaten, you don't know if the guy on the ground actually started it and is the bad guy and the good guys have finally gotten him down on the ground and they're taking care of him. And you pull your gun out and now maybe you're holding a gun on the good guys. Maybe you pull your gun out And they're actually undercover police officers, and you get yourself shot or arrested. The point is, you don't know what's going on. So I would, my deal is this. I carry a gun to protect me and my family. It would be a rare circumstance that I would use my gun to help somebody else. And I'm sorry, people say, I can't believe that. I say, yeah, well, you know what? If you wanted help, you should have carried a gun yourself. Now, if a school is getting shot up, I'm going in and I'm probably going to get killed and my wife knows that and I'm not coming home that day. That's just the way it's going to be. Okay, but let's talk about if you have to shoot somebody or you pull a gun out in a situation. Sean, first thing you want to do is you want to be the first person to call 911. Because whoever calls 911 gets to be the victim. That's the person who's making the complaint. And if you're not the one that calls and somebody else calls, now you're the crazy guy with the gun. So you want to be the one that calls 911. And when they show up, you do not have that gun in your hand. That's how you get shot. You have it either in your holster or you put it on the ground and you have your hands way up in the air. Because cops are going to be rolling in. They've got a report of a gun or somebody's been shot or shots have been fired. They're looking for the bad guy. And there you are standing with a gun. It's a great way to get yourself shot. Again, these are the kind of things that most concealed carry classes would cover. I would suggest that you go take the class. I would suggest you get your carry permit. In Louisiana, here's the thing. If you open carry, you can't be within a 1,000 feet of a school with those school uh, gun-free zones. But with a concealed carry permit, you can walk right past a school carrying your gun concealed with your permit, and you're legal. It's a really good reason, at least in this state, to get the permit and not to be open carry. Tom Gresham's Gun Talk is broadcast nationwide every Sunday. If you can't hear Gun Talk where you live, call your local talk format station and clue them in on Gun Talk. Stay tuned. We're coming right back. Now broadcasting nationwide on radio, via satellite, and through downloads, iTunes, the Gun Talk app, and other podcast clients. You're listening to Gun Talk with Tom Gresham. All right, back here, 866-TALK-GUNS. I am about to do something that uh, radio consultants would say never do. I actually almost never, ever do this. Uh, people would say, "Don't you're not just not supposed to do that on radio. I'm going to read you something. I referred when we had Jeff Knox on earlier I made reference to this piece called The Belgian Corporal um, that was written by his dad Neil Knox. Neil was a friend of mine he was uh, one of the giants in the gun rights movement it's a short piece Uh, I hope you'll bear with me I hope you'll put up with me reading this but it is so important I would like for you to 
because I know a lot of folks won't go over there and read it online, and so I just want to give this to you. This is by Neil Knox. It's called The Belgian Corporal. It starts off, In the summer of 1955, I was a young Texas National Guard sergeant on active duty at Fort Sill, Oklahoma. A corporal in my squad was a Belgian-American named Charles Denaire, an old man, as far as most of us were concerned, being well over 30. Charlie commanded a certain amount of our respect, for not only was he older than the rest of us, he had lived in Belgium when the Germans rolled across the Low Countries, bypassing the Maginot Line on their way into France. He had seen war. One soft Oklahoma afternoon, sitting on a bunk in the half-light of an old wooden barracks, he told me this story. In Charlie's little town in Belgium, there lived an old man, a gunsmith. The old man was friendly with the kids and welcomed them to his shop. He had once been an armorer to the king of Belgium, according to Charlie. He told us of the wonderful guns the old man had crafted using only hand tools. There were double shotguns and fine rifles with beautiful hardwood stocks and gorgeous engraving and inlay work. Charlie Charlie liked the the old man and enjoyed looking at the guns. He often did chores around the shop. One day, the gunsmith sent for Charlie. Arriving at the shop, Charlie found the old man carefully oiling and wrapping guns in oilcloth and paper. Charlie asked why, what he was doing. The old smith gestured to a piece of paper on the workbench and said that an order had come to him to register all of his guns. He was to list every gun with a description on a piece of paper and then send the paper to the government. The old man had no intention of complying with the registration law and had summoned Charlie to help him bury the guns at a railroad crossing. Charlie asked why he didn't simply comply with the order and keep the guns. The old man, with tears in his eyes, replied to the boy, If I register them, they will be taken away. A year or two later, the Blitzkrieg rolled across the Low Countries. One day not long after, the war arrived in Charlie's town. A squad of German SS troops banged on the door of a house that Charlie knew well. The family had twin sons about Charlie's age. The twins were his best friends. The officer displayed a paper describing a Luger pistol, a relic of the Great War, and ordered the father to produce it. That old gun had been lost, stolen or misplaced, sometime after it had been registered, the father explained. He didn't know where it was. The officer told the father that he had exactly 15 minutes to produce the weapon. The family turned their home upside down. No pistol. They returned to the SS officer empty-handed. The officer gave an order and soldiers herded the family outside while other troops called the entire town out into the square. There on the town square, the SS machine-gunned the entire family. Father, mother, Charlie's two friends, their older brother, and a baby sister. Neil continues, I'll never forget the moment. We were sitting on the bunk on a a Saturday afternoon, and Charlie was crying, huge tears rolling down his cheeks, making silver dollar-sized splotches on the dusty barracks floor. That was my conversion from a casual gun owner to one who was determined to prevent such a thing from ever happening in America. 
Later that summer, when I had returned home, I went to the president of the West Texas Sportsman's Club in Abilene and told him I wanted to be on the legislative committee. He replied that we didn't have a legislative committee, but now I was the chairman. I, who had never given a thought to gun laws, have been eyeball deep in the gun control fight ever since. It continues briefly on, but that's basically the crux of the story. It was Neil Knox, the story of the Belgian corporal who wouldn't register his guns. And I read that because right now in New York and Connecticut, people are, have been required to register their guns. And now we're waiting to see if the SS comes to the door and what will happen there. And for those who say it can never happen here, what are you so worried about? It's not really a worry of if it could happen here. It already is happening here. The story of the Belgian corporal. Thank you, Neil. You were and are a giant in the gun rights movement. 866-TALK-GUNS. You already know Liberty Safes are great values. Now they're offering an even sweeter deal for Gun Talk listeners. At LibertySafe.com, click on the Fat Boy Safe and type in Tom. Liberty will give you up to $250 off your purchase. Protect the things you value most. LibertySafe.com, click the Fat Boy Safe, promo code Tom, save up to $250. That's LibertySafe.com. LibertySafe.com. If you're looking for a safe and trusted way to sell your firearms, look no further than Dury's Gun Shop. I trusted them to sell my dad's collection. They built their business for over 50 years on honesty and customer service. Dury's Guns will buy any size collection or estate, none too big or too small. Selling your firearms to Dury's Guns is easy. Go with the pros. I trust Dury's Guns. Dury'sGuns.com You know the name Walther is a legendary brand, but do you know the new Walther? The new Walther has introduced three new precision handguns. The smooth PPQ-M2 is a breakthrough in ergonomics and trigger pull. The tough PPX is a workhorse at a value price. The cool, iconic PPK-S22 blends classic PPK with the fun of the economical 22 lr There is a lot going on at the new Walther. Visit us at WalthurArms.com. Walther, at your favorite retail. Hi, I'm Tom Gresham. For more than 40 years, I've been watching an environmental disaster in my backyard, and it actually impacts all sportsmen in America. I'm talking about the massive loss of land on the Louisiana coastline. The U.S. Geological Survey said the swamps and marshes of coastal Louisiana are among the nation's most fragile and valuable wetlands. That land is disappearing. The Mississippi River Delta hosts as many as 10 million ducks and geese every winter. These are birds which migrate northward through the states, all the way to Canada. The wetlands of the Delta support some of America's best fresh and saltwater fishing. And here's the deal. The wetlands of the Mississippi River Delta are disappearing at a rate of one football field every hour. One football field every hour. Gone. We can reconnect the river with its wetlands and restore the Delta, but we need your help. Please visit VanishingParadise.org. That's VanishingParadise.org. Tired of overpaying for one concealed carry holster after another that is flimsy, hard to hide, or just plain uncomfortable? 
at Alien Gear Holsters. Less than $30 gets you a professional quality holster that's super stealthy and ultra comfortable. Every Alien Gear holster is backed by a forever warranty, a 30-day test drive, and free shell trades for life in case you buy a different gun. AlienGearHolsters.com AlienGearHolsters.com Got gun talk? As we've said for years, be sure and say thanks. Call your local station, or if you see them out and about, let them know you appreciate your gun talk. As for the version we won't broadcast, stick around and participate in the gun talk after show. If you're on hold, tie a knot and hang on a little longer with the gun talk crew. Tom, Jim, Michelle, Michael, and you. We'll tackle stuff we don't cover on the <clears throat> airwaves. Speaking of the airwaves version, though, here's Tom. All right, 866 Talk Gun to get you in here. Line 2 Vance is with us out of Reno, Nevada. What? Missile? Cuban Missile Crisis? What are you talking about, Vance? Okay. Uh, I was seven years old. My dad was in the Navy, and uh, we were stationed at San Juan, Puerto Rico when the Cuban Missile Bri- uh, Crisis broke. We were on the front okay. lines. Uh-huh. Anyways, when that started to heat up, uh, the story that my mom tells me, and I remember some things about it. But anyways, uh, Admiral Gallery put the word out, any of the wives that wanted to uh, arm up for their own protection, uh, he would issue them 38 specials and a box and uh, uh, an ammo box of ammunition. My mom was one of the ones that said, okay. And I remember for two weeks, uh, she had, a, had that 38 special in a shoulder holster and a couple of speed loaders that Dad had... Uh, scrounged up. Wow. But anyways, that uh, differentiates, differentiates the attitude back then as opposed to now. Boy, no kidding. I had never heard that story before. That is, that's great, Vance. Thank you for passing that along and sharing that with everybody. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, why, why wouldn't you? Look, most people are pretty responsible. And you know what? People who aren't responsible are not going to be responsible no matter what. Why are you going to endanger people by creating these god-awful constructs, gun-free zones, which, of course, are not gun-free, clearly. All they are is a a zone where good people can't carry guns. Bad people can carry it all they want to because they don't obey the law in the first place. So what we've got is a, a zone where only bad people can have guns. And if you, a good person, needs protection, you got to call somebody who's going to come from some distant place and hey, may get there in time, may not get there in time. Either way, we're going home at the end of the day. Line four, David, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Hey, David, what you got? Hey, I'm thinking about buying a pistol for defense, and I saw uh, in the paper, I believe it's uh, ACP 1911 or 2011, and it's a double-barrel pistol. They used to make 45s, now they're making them in 38s. Do you have any thoughts about that gun in terms of a self-defense firearm? Is this the one where they've basically welded two 1911 pistols together? Um, it's a double barrel. They're side-by-side. I'm not really, I don't know that much about it. I would just wondering if you'd recommend it for self-defense. 
Well, because I don't know, you don't know much about it, and I don't know what you're talking about. Um, I can't say, but here's, I would say probably the answer is going to be no. Uh, I would not recommend it. Every time you start getting away from the mainstream in guns, and look, tinkerers like to do guns, and guns like to tink, gun makers like to tinker in their garages, and they come up with weird, goofy stuff and have for centuries, literally centuries, goofy stuff. Stay away from the edges. Stay right in the center if you're talking about a self-defense gun. You want a good, simple, semi-automatic pistol or a good, simple, double-action revolver, and that's it if you're going to be carrying it. You want something that goes bang every time. That's the first criteria. And there is no other criteria almost. I mean, everything else pales into insignificance. You simply don't want anything that's goofy, strange, new, odd, different, you know, fill in the blank, any of that you want the basics. You want a, a semi-automatic pistol in whatever caliber. And, you know, honestly, believe it or not, the caliber is the least important of all of this. I mean, if you said, Tom, you got to carry a twenty-two for self-defense. I go, okay. We'll make it work. We'll do what we got to do. I, I, I'm okay with that. Wouldn't be my choice, but that's okay. It's, you know, but if you start with, say, a 380, 380, 38 special, 357, 9mm, 40, 45, 357 SIG, I don't care. It doesn't matter. They'll work. They'll work about the same, which is to say they all don't work very well. <gasps> what did you just say, Tom? What I said was handguns are not very good at stopping bad guys. Handguns are not very good at stopping attackers. There's a reason why we get we talk about shooting them multiple times because it takes multiple hits on average to stop bad guys. So get what you can, learn to use it, learn to use it, learn to use it, learn to use it, shoot a lot, learn to use it. But did I mention learn to use it? And how do you do that? You go take a class and then you take another class and then you take another class. And once you've taken a class or two classes, you go, oh, I didn't know anything. I am stunned at what I didn't know. And if you haven't taken those classes, you're thinking, I don't need to take a class. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Got it. Okay, sure. Fine. Line one, Rogers in Portland, Oregon. Hello, Roger. Hello, Tom. Uh, long-time listener. Um, anyway, I'm having a hard time finding uh, short barrels for an 870-20 gauge. Uh, it's an early model, 12-gauge uh, frame, but it's a 20-gauge. Anyway, what's the effect of shooting birdshot through a rifled barrel? Like a rifle shotgun barrel. Yeah. Um, well, uh, would you be shooting the bird shot to use it for self defense, or would you be using it to like uh, shoot play targets? Self defense. Uh, not going to be not going to be much difference. Here's the thing: bird shot, and here we go again because it'll tick people off again. Bird shot is quite good at self defense. It inside of ten feet, not ten yards, ten feet. Okay, so we're talking about three point. One yard, 3.3 yards, 10 feet. Uh, rifling isn't going to make any difference. Spinning the load isn't going to make any difference. It's going to come out as a slug. Uh, beyond 10 feet, your birdshot starts to lose effectiveness very, very quickly. But inside of 10 feet, again, for everybody who's already starting to write me emails, not yards, feet, birdshot's quite good. But no, your rifle barrel will be fine. It won't make a difference. We just won't. And yes, I, you know, every time I say this, I get more emails. It's fascinating how many emails I get from people. I can't believe you recommended that. 
Really? Have you done any testing? We have. I would use it, and I wouldn't worry about it. I would trust it. Join the NRA via Tom Gresham's Gun Talk website and receive $10 off the regular membership price. Log on to guntalk.com for details. You're listening to Tom Gresham's Gun Talk. Just because we're wrapping up on the air doesn't mean we're done talking about guns. Stick around for the after show. It's our podcast-only version designed to include all the stuff we simply couldn't fit into a regular show. Call in now at one Tom Talk Gun. Now back to Tom. All right, let's pick up Herb on line two out of Houghton, Louisiana. Hello, Herb. Hey, uh, Tom. How's it going? Uh, a comment about Dan Gallery, the admiral. Uh, I served under him. He flew his flag on one of cares. Um, he not only wrote articles for stories for Saturday and Post, but over his couch in flag plot, he had a big wooden plaque that said, Be patient, my soul. Thou hast endured still worse than this. <laughs> Just a comment. <laughs> he was a good, good, good admiral. He was a sailor's admiral. All right, good deal. Thank you, Herb. I appreciate that. And Tim is in uh, Fresno on line three. Hey, Tim, uh, what's this about a local gun ordinance there? Yes, I was recently told uh, by a a city police officer that, uh, sure, you can have a gun, but it can't be loaded. You mean in your home? uh, Anywhere, period. And what what the question was, was I had came across them just, you know, from a traffic accident, and... I realized there were new new state laws concerning guns went in at the first of the year, so I just had a couple of questions for him and mentioned I was going to be purchasing a firearm. And he said, sure, you can buy a firearm, but it just can't be loaded. Well, that and makes no sense whatsoever. I mean, obviously it, it can be loaded at some point, because when you go to the range to shoot it, you must load it. So that's silly on the face of it. Two things I want, and because we're short on time, Tim, let me do this. Two things. One... Do not get your information about laws from police officers. Uh, some of them actually know the law. They are rare. Some of them don't know the law and make stuff up. And some of them know the law and say things that are contrary because they don't like the law. But policemen are never a good source. Or re- Let's say this, rarely a good source of information about what the law actually is. Having said that, if you're in California, one of the best places for you to go for information on whatever your gun laws are is a website called calguns.net, C-A-L-G-U-N-S dot N-E-T. You can post that question up there. People will immediately answer and say, all right, here's the laws in uh, Fresno, whether you're talking about in your car, if you're talking about carrying a gun, if you're talking about storage in your home, or whatever it is. And that, and honestly, Tim, the best place to go for all of that is cow guns. Don't trust what the police tell you because if they tell you wrong and you do something to get crosswise with the law, they're not on the hook for it. You are. It's up to you to know what's going on. So, look, I appreciate the call. Which brings me to this thought. You need to be involved on a state level and, as possible, a local level of what's going on with gun laws in your state. Maybe there's a website that covers that for your state. Maybe there's a group, uh, whether it's Connecticut Carry or Georgia Carry or Louisiana Shooters Association or Buckeye Firearms in Ohio or Massachusetts, you have Goal. and New York, you have a group. I mean, every state has a group. 
it's the only, maybe not the only way, it's going to be the best way for you to stay informed. It's the best way for you to know what's going on. It's the best way for you to know what the laws are. And when there is a threat, something comes up in the legislature. I spent last Wednesday testifying in the Louisiana legislature. It was a it was a depressing experience. I'll tell you about that at some point. Uh, by the way, they uh, moved a bill out of committee to ban, basically ban Tannerite in Louisiana. If you're in Louisiana, you didn't know about that? Yeah. Time to get involved. All right. If you would like, call me right now. 866-TALK-GUNS. We can still get you on because we're going to do the after show right now. And we'll carry you over. So call 866-TALK-GUN and we'll get you into the after show. We'll make you a part of that. In the meantime, your charge. Join the True Squad. Make the pledge. You're never just going to shrug and say that's the way it is. We're not going to let any lies go unchallenged. Take somebody shooting. Be safe. Have yourself a great week.